Hello and welcome to another edition of Thrive in the Decline. I'm Josh Kugel. I'm reading Lee Strobel's A Case for Miracles, and it's a fascinating book. He sets out to discover whether miracles actually happen, not whether we believe they can happen, but whether they can be demonstrably proven to have happened. Strobel interviews atheists, and he lets them share their perspectives freely. He also interviews Christians and non-biased researchers, and he presents a case throughout the book that seems pretty fair, and it's backed by research. Anyway, Lee speaks of a few skeptics who voice what it would take for them to believe in God. One literally claims that God would have to grow an amputated arm back onto a person for him to believe. Another skeptic that he wouldn't believe even if he saw someone rise from the dead. See, these are people who are biased against God. They've come to the opinion that God doesn't exist and they're not willing to change it. Certainly, God can do anything, and I pray for people like this, but these people seem to be anti-faith, people who are against God, people who are against religion, not just people without faith. Strobel interviews a guy named Michael Shermer. He's a popular skeptic, very educated. Shermer cites what he calls a gold standard study on the effectiveness of prayer. Essentially, it's a clinical study on whether prayers cause miracles. It's a study that cost $2.4 million to complete, and the findings look, according to Shermer, really bad for Christians. Essentially, they found virtually no difference in the outcome between those who were sick and who were prayed for and those who were sick and weren't prayed for. In other words, according to this gold standard, really expensive, scientific, well-respected study, prayer doesn't work. So a few chapters later, Strobel interviewed a professor from Indiana University who herself cited two additional gold standard peer-reviewed well-funded studies. These two studies show the exact opposite conclusion entirely, that prayer made dramatic and notable differences. In other words, these two studies showed conclusively that prayer works. Strobel asked her why those two studies showed different results than the previous one, and she said it's simple. The two studies I quoted looked at Christians praying to the Christian God. The other study didn't even have Protestant Christian representation and just looked at prayer in general. In other words, it didn't take into account who was praying, and it didn't take into account who they were praying to. So I thought, How can a group spend $2.4 million researching the effectiveness of prayer in a predominantly Christian country and literally not research Christian prayer to the Christian God and instead essentially ignore it? Well, those two studies that showed prayer works, both were rigorous academically, both met all the same standards for research, but were both complained about by academics who reviewed the results. Why? because of their conclusion. Lots of people aren't open to the results if they favor the effectiveness of prayer, because those people are anti-faith. In other words, they believe that miracles cannot happen. Why? Because they believe miracles cannot happen. If you start out with that understanding, nothing you find will convince you, even witnessing a miracle. The problem is, Many people also start out with the understanding that God doesn't exist. And when you start out with that understanding, you will always find, despite whatever evidence you're presented with, even if the evidence is all around you, that God doesn't exist. You know, I watch a lot of Christians engage atheists on social media. I watch a lot of atheists attempt to engage Christians on social media, and they usually do it on Christian posts where they troll. (laughs) But it never seems to be for discussion. It seems to always be for evangelism, to win the other side over to your point of view. 
These atheists are rarely open-minded. They're not willing to change. They're people of anti-faith. They have their memes. They have their hit questions. They say the Bible is against women. The Bible is for slavery. God is filled with wrath. They say things about hell being overly cruel and even that heaven would be extremely boring. Over and over, they attempt to wear Christians down by mocking them, shaming them, and I watch Christians engage this. I've also watched Christians grow weary of facing these taunts over and over again. Look, I want you to know, despite what you hear, the Bible is for women, over and over again. It created systems to care for women. Women were super involved in the church. In fact, there was a woman who loved Jesus so much that she spent a year's wages anointing his feet with oil. The Bible isn't for slavery. This is easy to prove. I don't care what you've heard, the Jesus story doesn't copy some ancient Egyptian God's story. The Bible doesn't tell you to hate homosexuals, but listening to this all day, fighting about it all day, it's not good for you. Too much of this becomes foolish, a waste of time at best. And more, many of the deconstruction stories I've heard seem to respond to shallow hits at the Bible or shallow hits at Christianity, that if Christians were guarding their faith instead of constantly putting themselves into places to be attacked, well, I just think it sometimes wouldn't lead to these conclusions. At the end of 1 Timothy, Paul is talking to Timothy. Paul's telling him to guard what God has instructed to him. See, the good news of Jesus Christ has been given to the church and given to church leaders for safekeeping. Paul tells Timothy to guard it. So he goes on to say, Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness, Paul says. I have to be honest, this is Twitter, and this is often Facebook. And this is sometimes our places of work, and sometimes it's our family gatherings. People who don't know a lot think they know everything, and they aren't willing to change. They're anti-faith, they're anti-God, they're anti-religion. People who see evidence all around them but have already decided that it's not there or that it's evidence of something else. Guard your faith by investing in your faith. And yes, spread your faith to others, but spread it outside of the foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. I'm not saying not to witness. I'm not saying not to have hard discussions, but we must learn to know when those discussions become fruitless or even harmful. Have a good one. Would you see me now? I'm turned and walked away.